0: In the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it a new human race with orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. As technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world, global mega-corporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called Shadowrunners. The year is 2101. Welcome to Fun City.
1: Previously on Fun City, after a year inside, thanks to the ravages of the NYPD drone virus, the team is back to work for Police Benevolence Association head negotiator Vern Solex. Vern asks the team to check out the Carnegie Hill Autonomous Zone, an arts arcology at the heart of which is the relocated Carnegie Hall, occupied by a local anarchist collective. Verne got the team approved for an exclusive tour, hoping they learn about their defenses and power structure, and do they ever. Tour guide Krista shows off the facility's combat range with unseen underground armory, powerful server array, and finally, their rooftop farm, all the while street-level tensions between striking NYPD and Lone Star, tasked with protecting and policing the Chaz, increase. The team eventually find out their old contact Odina holds a position of some importance at the Chaz, and they learn of the striking NYPD complaint that Lone Star is slacking by not forcefully evicting the occupiers, who have an understanding with the Arcology's owners. As the night progresses more and more well-organized, NYPD, marked by blue, tactical suits and gold armbands show up and escalate tensions. One of them is about to make an announcement to the whole group when a Lone Star laser rifle goes off. Killing him. We join the team now on the roof of the Chaz as chaos breaks out ten stories below and legions of striking, enraged NYPD break into the Chaz. Ma'am? The disaster plan dictates we must rendezvous at the security hub, which, as you know, is quite a ways away. We should leave the roof. Now. You guys go. Yep. 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 You go back through the door that you entered with Krista on the way up here and you hear the chaos at once more clearly and also more muffled now that you're inside of this building. You can get a sense of just how crowded and how raucous the arcology is getting. Rocky and Bullwinkle are both in front of you and they're leading you down this long flight of stairs that you just you know, maybe 20 minutes ago, walked up around the third floor. You can see that someone starts to open the door and in one swift motion, Bullwinkle just rips it open, uh, punches this person in the face, kicks them in the chest, pulls the door shut and then jams, uh, like a baton in it. And you can hear the door being like, um, rocked back and forth, like pulled on from the other side as someone tries to get through. And they just stay there as you pass and continue down the stairs as you pass floors and floors and floors, you go further and further down, it gets louder and louder and louder. You hear more people shouting, you hear more fighting, you hear more doors breaking, items being thrown about, things ripped in half. You see through the small slit windows in the fire doors, people who are just going at it with one another. You see a lot of people just wandering around, kind of like they don't know where they're supposed to go, but like they definitely don't belong here. You get somewhere towards the basement. You get not all the way down to the bottom, but close to the bottom. And um, Bullwinkle extends a key card from their vest and uh, tr- starts to put it towards a little um, security reader next to the door and then stops short. And they turn and they nudge Rocky and they point at it. And then they point to the ground. And on the ground, you see small drips of blood. And they point back up the stairs that you just came down. And you can see that you were so focused on all of the noise, going by all of these doors, looking through these windows, hearing all of this chaos happening on the other sides of these walls. You didn't notice it. Small drip of blood all the way down the stairs through the door. And Rocky looks and points at the key card and says, That's not good.
2: Uh, TK looks at Rocky Bullwinkle and asks, uh, You guys got an, And points at their pistols and asks, Do you have an extra?
1: Yeah, um, wordlessly, Rocky leans down and pulls up a pant leg and hands you a holdout, uh, which is like a small, like six-round pistol. Beautiful. TK takes it.
3: Biv makes a quiet sound, shush sound to Lash as she takes out her combat axe. <laughs> Lash whispers to Lex, is that blood?
0: Lux, um, being so in this moment of absolute understanding between all of us that it is blood (laughs) and that we're all in very real danger about this place that we think is a sanctuary is probably extremely dangerous and contains dead people, looks at Lash and says, I'm pretty sure, Lash. (laughs) Oh,
3: fuck. Biv runs her hand over the etched part of the handle that says, here be monsters. And now, this time when she uses the axe, the words become iridescent. Because for the first time, she has activated a weapon focus.
1: Ooh. Ooh. You get an impressed and knowing nod from both Rocky and Bullwinkle. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, TK
2: looks at Odin and says, you good? You ready?
1: And she nods. Rocky motions to everyone as you're, um, you know, chatting about what it is exactly that's on the floor uh, (laughs) to be quiet and that they are going to go first. Points at uh, Bullwinkle and does some sort of hand motion and Bullwinkle nods. Both of them draw their guns and Rocky opens the door, uh, moves slowly into this hallway. And Bullwinkle waits um, until all of you leave and takes up the rear and looks back towards the door that you just came through in the stairwell, sort of walking backwards, just keeping an eye on everyone's backs. Bullwinkle goes through the door, pulls it shut, and all of you are walking forwards, but you hear lightly from behind you the like pink, pink, pink of a keypad and then the dull latching, the chunking of a deadbolt. You are walking down this hallway. This hallway looks like it's something that you would find deep in a convention center. Muted beige and browns, nearly invisible hallway paintings and vases with objects that if you don't look too close out of the corner of your eye, you would likely mistake them for flowers. Um, You pass by several closed doors on either side of this hallway and you hear people talking on the other side of them. You hear some people shouting on the other side of them. Rocky then stops in front of a set of double wooden doors extends again uh, the key card from their vest and this time you see they are extending it towards a lighted keypad and you realize now the last keypad that you saw was off. It was not lighted. It's glowing blue, and when the keypad gets close to it, there's a very light beep, and then Rocky spends what feels like slightly too long punching in a series of numbers. This must be a passcode, and that passcode is very long. And after they're done, the door chunks open. You hear immediately a loud whirring sound. It sounds like a swarm of bees, and you feel a very strong blast of ice cold air. Rocky crouches a little, motions to follow, and steps into this room. Do you follow? Yes. Yeah. You enter and you are immediately doused in cold air and bright blue-white light. And do you realize you know exactly where you are? You are in, you're all nodding, tell me. The The server room. room. You are in the server room. You have seen it. This is it. You saw it from the mezzanine which if you look, when you get into this room and you look straight and up, you can actually see it. Several floors up and you can see that it's empty and the false wall is closed. Rocky continues through the server room holding their gun up. Bullwinkle behind you doing the same. You're uh, going straight and then right and then left and then straight. You're going along the back wall until you get to another door this time this door is very clearly a security door you would describe this as like a blast door it's black it's matte it's metal you can just tell from looking at it it is thick and it is tough as if they've practiced this before Bullwinkle instructs everyone to line up along the back wall and Rocky stands in front of the lighted keypad. Bullwinkle stands on the opposite side of the door. Rocky touches his keycard to the pad again, spends slightly too long putting in a long series of numbers and then you hear the door open. You hear air being released. You hear much larger mechanism whirring away and retracting into the body of the door and just as it's open an inch... Just as it's open, just enough for one person to get in, Bullwinkle pivots around and you immediately hear a blood-curdling scream. Someone goes, Ah! Oh my God, what are you guys doing? Jesus Christ, you almost gave me a heart attack. Is
3: it Krista?
0: It's
1: the voice of Krista.
0: Does <sighs> have a bloody nose or something?
3: Viv had her axe over her head, like about to <laughs> yeah. attack.
1: You get inside. This room is very small. It looks sort of like the back room of any general, like, retail business. Um, (laughs) It's, like, cramped, unfinished, overlit, papers everywhere, paperwork taped to the walls. There are a couple notable things. One, the giant, thick black door that you just went through. A single, massive, tall rack of servers shoved into the front right corner. And sort of in front of that, what can only be described as, like, A command station, a command center, a a captain's chair, uh, this sort of like, I don't want to call it a gamer's chair because that's going to disrespect what this piece of furniture is, but it's something that's meant to be sit in for a very long time. And it's connected to this molded plastic base that's kind of um, an oval shape. And it's got this armature all around it. And in the part of the armature that's in front of it, you can see it's like these tendrils, these metal arms uh, that are extending forward and then up. And attached to all of that armature are just screens, dozens of screens. Notably, and this might be something that Lash and TK noticed, no control surfaces, just information information. And it's scrolling by, and it's, like, dizzying. There's a lot on them. And even for both of you, you know, professionals, it's kind of hard to get a bead on what each of the things is. Mm. You also notice an unconscious person bleeding on the ground in front of Krista. And Krista is kneeling in front of them, trying to help. And Krista looks up. She looks directly at Odna, and she says, I was leaving from the tour, and I found Thistle in the stairwell, and she told me to bring her down here, so I used her card. But then... She- she passed out. Um, I don't, I don't know what to do. And Odina looks and she goes, do do you know where Cardoon is? And Krista goes, no. Um, I think they were outside together. And Odina's face sort of drops. And she looks at Krista and she looks at Rocky and Bullwinkle and she says, is there anyone else on staff who's fast enough to use the system? And Krista shakes her head. And she says, we haven't had time to, to train anyone. It's the same problem with the armory. It's just, we've only been here for so long and everybody's just been so busy. And Odina looks at all of you and she says, sorry, this is our spider, the person who operates the building security. They're like our security technomancer. She runs the building. And Odina is just kind of like, you can tell she's like puzzling through something. And Rocky and Bullwinkle are just standing in the door, looking into the server room. And Probably like three or four seconds pass. You hear a long sliding sound. And you hear banging coming from directly overhead. Rocky and Bullwinkle step forward. They turn around. They don't look into the room that they just left. They look up. And then they look back down into the room. And they shake their heads slowly. And then they leave.
3: So you're saying you need a technomancer?
1: Um, we need someone who is able to get up to speed on a very complicated security system... Now, you know it's funny, uh that we're down here
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's funny to me is that, um, on our soccer team, like... flash,
2: it's not the time
4: <laughs> oh okay I-, I was just gonna say we're we're pretty good we could we we could take a shot at it,
0: yeah. Lash can control this. Hi, I'm Lux. Uh, Lash can control this. She knows who you are. Okay, good. But, oh, wait, wait, who am I talking Chris to? Odina.
2: Oh no. okay, sorry, but, but Krista doesn't. This is oh, okay, maybe yeah, for Krista. Yeah. Partner, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I thought yeah, I was Yeah, Krista. Yeah,
1: actually, at this point, like, Krista looks, she, at, for, like, the shock has kind of worn off. She's explained to Odina. I think she was ready for Odina to, like, sock her in the jaw, yeah. even though this is not Krista's, you know, fault. Right. She looks terrified. She looks at Odina, and she looks at you. She's like... Do you guys know one another? Yeah, we know each other. Don't yes. worry about it. Odena, like d- Rose rolls her eyes a little bit.
0: Yes. So Lux says, hi, I'm, I'm Lux to, to Krista, but then goes back to talk to Noah. Now, Lash will be able to control this without inputs. You need to be very, very specific about what she wants. you want her to do. Extremely. I can't, ex- Extremely ex- I specific about what you do <laughs> and don't want her to do with this system.
3: Otherwise, your entire operating system will look like soccer balls.
0: <laughs>
4: Thank you all.
2: It's not a bad thing. I mean, look, it's an aesthetic for Very
0: sure. Very talented. She obviously
2: has the ability, but just be specific, please.
4: And Krista, I hate to bring it to you. We are not a soccer team.
2: Uh, did, did you... Krista, were you even wondering that? No. Well, She didn't know we knew each other that, again last year. Does, does,
1: does that mean you are a soccer team? In a manner of speaking. <laughs> Odina looks at all of you and she's a little surprised. She's like, I... So are you here working for Vern?
0: Not really much anymore. I mean, we already got what we need to know for Vern. He just kind of wanted us to see what's up with this place. We'd like to help you now if you need it. I'm just telling you that Lash can be extremely helpful if she knows exactly, exactly what to do. Yes.
4: Odna, there was blood in that other place. (laughs) (laughs) And so I really want to help out. I don't know if you noticed, but there was blood.
2: It's uh, I, I, I do, I do want to state the obvious here, which is uh, we can't get out unless the place is secure. So yes. it, yeah. at, at this point in time, our interests are
1: aligned. Yes. And, well, and Odina says, she's like, well, I, <clears throat> if you would like to help, we are in a position to accept your help. And I am maybe going to regret this later, but I, and you could tell she's like really, she's like struggling with this. Feel like I can trust you if you would like to leave. And she points kind of like a, like around her back to an open door and like a lighted room on the in the distance. She says, there's a long and unpleasant journey that would get you above ground several blocks west if you would like to take it, which I would not fault you.
2: Oh, but this way you'll owe us a favor.
1: I suppose you're right.
2: Yes. Great. We'll do it.
1: We all smile at each other.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, okay. Viv was leaning over and elbowing Odin on the shoulder.
2: (laughs) And I assume, you know, with the resources on display here... And TK just trails off. <laughs> uh, she is just
1: stonewalling you, waiting for you to say something. So if you don't offer anything he, up, uh, she's, yeah. He winks. <laughs> she does not wink. <laughs> it's a notable absence of okay. winking. Okay,
2: all right, Odina. I, I, We're we on the same. We'll figure out the details later. Just plug Lash in. Uh, oh,
4: actually, you don't do that with me. Don't plug me in.
1: Odina looks at all of you, and she says, I just want to be clear that I understand what's happening here. I know that you're here for Vern, trying to find out what's going on. You now know more than anyone else other than the people who work here. So I think you can consider your facts found. And I appreciate your offer for help. And I recognize that it is possible, if not likely, that what you learn you will take to the PBA and that I will regret asking for and accepting your help you could very easily leave here and in the midst of the chaos wander around this massive facility and probably figure out as much as you want while we're being overrun by she just kind of like gestures something tells me and she looks at you Lux that and then she looks directly at Lash that you won't do that so if you are willing to help and you want to help she like kind of winces We will. I will accept your help we will accept your help and will be extremely grateful for it. And yes, I will owe you a favor.
3: They smirks and nudges Odina in the shoulder.
1: <laughs> but I like to hear Odina.
0: <laughs> Lux um, is kneeling right now to take out his medkit um, to treat the Technomancer, uh, what was
5: that person's name? Diffle.
1: Thistle? Thistle is like a small, like a... Like My aunt, a, that
5: sort of sticks you when you walk by it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, like a s- small human woman. She's probably like five foot three, uh, like a lot of the people around here, short black hair. Uh, she's got some tattoos on her neck and is just kind of like lying on the ground. You can see that there's like some blood around her midsection, but she's okay. wearing mostly dark clothing, so you can't really tell what's happening.
0: Yes. And without really even kind of... Uh, paying attention to what he's doing. He's taking the medkit out. He rolls a dice. He get three hits. Uh, he he addresses Odin and he says, well, look, you know, um, we, we, we're, we're happy to help, you know. And also, you know, Vern is a guy we work with. He doesn't have to know everything. If there's something that you tell us or we see here that you don't want us to tell him, just let us know.
1: Just everything. Everything. Just everything. Uh, You can tell him about the things that you saw on the tour as okay. long as it's not any photos. I believe Krista to talked to you about yes. that. And then anything else, no, just please don't tell anyone about any of this.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I think we could do that. I mean, he hadn't. He didn't say we need to have this specific information. So I just don't want you to feel like we're just his little little work, little buzzy bee that's going to tell him everything. We um, we can be
1: discreet. I just I'm just picturing you not looking at what you're doing, like applying bandages (laughs) to this person, like having this very frank and friendly conversation with Odina, who's like looking at you, like, what the hell? What's what are you doing? Um, And yeah, when when you're done, Thistle doesn't really wake up, but you can tell that they're stirring a little bit.
3: Are Thistle and Cardoon related? I don't know. <laughs> the names are in the same family of plants.
1: Yes, they
4: are. <laughs> Lash is glowing because she got looked straight in the eye by Odna, <laughs> and she's like, wow, we are pals and she now, now Odna is her number one. She ranks all her friends. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Good to know. She ranks all her friends. <laughs> and she immediately goes, sits down in the chair, and she casts Resonance Veil pr- to create an illusion within the security system that is going to believe that her presence is Thistle.
1: Ooh. Damn. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, do it up. Right. Shannon, what is your email address?
4: Oh. Please take that. <laughs> I, absolutely,
3: I absolutely
1: will. No, don't take it out. Replace it with something
0: like porn gal.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you know what? Okay. Feisty 69. girl 69 420 ah, hot, 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 hotmail.com. Nice. Hotmail.com. nice at hotmail.com.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't want to give somebody else more emails. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. That's
1: You can't, can't be making stuff up like that.
4: Did you email me something?
1: I did, but you don't have to look at it yet.
4: Okay, great. Perfect.
1: You will, you will have to look at it probably soon.
4: Okay, great, and I'm going to cast it at a level six. Oh Woo! baby,
2: that's a crit! That's a crit!
1: Oh, oh wow! That I is,
4: love seeing Shannon
3: roll. It is. Oh my goodness! Whoa, this is a really good freaking. It is, roll. as they say,
5: a hit parade.
4: Yeah, this isn't
5: one. Of the best. You master of puppets. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the best roles we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the game. So you've maxed out, but holy cow.
1: I have good news. <laughs> Ty goes to the Shadowrunner.
5: Oh!
4: Whoa! Whoa. Nice. Hell holy hell shit. Great, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so Lash sits down on this chair... And you can see again, kind of using the energy of her kind of her past Matrix searches during um, this tour, which included, "What does blood look like?" When, <laughs> uh, and uh, and you know. Big, the biggest computer server rooms in the country. You know, just like random searches that have popped up while she was on this tour.
1: What she- is a farm? <laughs> yeah.
4: How do things grow? And uh, And takes all that energy and infuses it into the security system. And with it, a message that says, I am Thistle.
0: Oh <laughs>
1: you uh, see? Look at me, look at me. I'm the Thistle now. <laughs> the host in front of you is uh, in the Matrix. If you're looking in VR, it's just a giant boulder. Like when mm. you are not, when you do not have access to this host from the outside, it's just a big ass rock. And when you hit it with this balled up energy that you've made and you're telling it, here I am, Thistle's here. Mm-hmm. It hits this giant rock, which just splits in two. It cracks right down the middle and slowly opens, and out of the top of it grows this massive tree. And you can see immediately this is the seal that everybody has. All of the residents of the Chaz have on their clothing. It's the tree that grows out of the broken rock. But in the middle of this giant boulder, right, like 25 feet tall, there's just an inky black portal almost, like a door that's not a door, just an opening that you can walk right into.
4: Well, as they say, I'm in.
1: (laughs) Lux is Lux is <laughs> elbowing Odina, and I was. This
0: is a good time to tell her exactly what you wanted to do
1: with this. Odina looks at Lux, and she says, "I have no idea." You want her to lock it down. I want her to help stop the people who are invading our home. I'm not a security. Okay, okay, whatever. Okay, I don't. Right. Okay. I, think, I understand. Oh, we can handle this. Okay. You can handle it, right, right. Lash, you got yeah, this. Yeah.
4: You want me to Just- shut some doors? <laughs>
2: Just uh, we'll, we'll tell you. Uh, we can. Uh, we have comlinks. We'll just we'll just give you
1: instructions. Okay. Yep. You walk through the portal. Yes. Shannon, in real life, us at this yeah. at the table okay. right <laughs> Oh my
4: god! So
1: god. Put me back in! Put me back in! Put me back! Taylor is covered in goo right now.
5: I'll turn on everyone. Put me <laughs> back in the matrix.
1: Um, I emailed you something. Okay. I emailed you a link to basically. A description of what the building can do and Whoa. and what it is like <laughs> and what it is like when you enter into the security system. From the outside, Lash slowly crawling into this weird armature, this giant captain's gamer chair. When she sits down in it, all of the screens arrange themselves a little bit. And you see in the middle of all of them pu- push forward in a small gap is a small camera that's like pointed directly at the captain's chair. When everything rearranges itself, Odina looks at Krista and says, bring the rest of them to the armory. Tell Rocky and Bullwinkle when you leave that we need a permanent detail on this room. And Krista goes, oh, oh, fun. Okay. <laughs> As Krista stands up, she like doesn't really know what to do with Thistle's body. And Odina says, I'll watch her. Krista says, oh, okay, um, come with me, I guess. And she looks at Viv, Lux, and TK.
5: loyal listeners and what's this happy holidays oh doggy we love the holidays we humanity you know whatever holidays or honda days you celebrate they're all really about the same thing a little warmth in the cold a little light in the dark in our bleakest days far from the plenty of the harvest or the green rush of spring we survive by coming together and there's nobody that we here at Fun City love coming together with as much as our patrons. Thank you so, so much uh, to our patrons for an incredible year. Yet another one. Licking my finger, putting it on the board. Why do I do that? What kind of board is it that you just lick and touch? Gross. Uh, chalk. Chalk is better. That's why we invented chalk. Stop, stop licking. We love patrons. We love each of you personally in a meaningful way. In all seriousness, though, um... These characters and this story would not, could not exist without you and your patronage. Uh, And honestly, you're also a blast to spend time with. Uh, Some of my favorite times this year have been hanging out with you after the live shows uh, and and hanging out in the Discord, uh, uh, even when your opinions are bad. Uh, You know, and and look, we love you, thank you. (laughs) But to those of you listening, if you're not a patron, look, Honda Days are not, you are missing out, my friend. There's a whole world of really fun stuff on that plump but vibes-wise, humble Patreon feed. And soon, even more newer things on the way. So treat yourself. Treat. You're buying so much stuff for other folks. Treat yourself and get yourself to the that most wonderful gift of all. <laughs> that baby in the manger called the Fun City Patreon. It rules! And what makes us better than the other baby in the manger? No one will start a crusade in our name and thousand years but also hey if they do don't you want to be on the right side of that history oh okay <laughs> I've I've uh I've let this one get away from me but you know what won't get away from me my reindeer and my sleigh <laughs> Hi-yah! slapping the reins here Mike put the reins sound here <laughs> jingle bells jingle bells ha <laughs> ha giddy up my hundred days friends and I'll see you the listener over on the Fun City Patreon ho 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 Fade out, Mike. Fade this out.
1: Krista takes the team not back through the server room, but past Lash, around the back exit Odina described as escape, and not outside, but further into the guts of the Chaz. The hallways here are scuffed, dirty, and overlit. After a meandering journey of several minutes, Krista stops at a white door and uses its keypad. When it opens, the group is back in the anodyne hallways of the Arcology, across from a large black blast door, profound, imposing, and sealed. Krista keys in an entry code, and the door opens slowly, loudly, and with effort. On the other side, the Carnegie Archive, an opulent, two-story, mezzanined media library. Some thousands of square feet, its collection locked in ornate, climate-controlled cages. The center of the archive, once a study hall or work area, it's hard to tell, has been cleared of its desks and collection displays, pushed to the side to make room for weapons. Tall roll cases are stood on end, opened wide, in the massive, secure room. Foot lockers are stacked and agape. There's a workshop bench of tools and prototypes of some kind. Guns, of course, knives, and some enchanted items. Small things and large, which subtly glint in the green-purple way many magic things do. Krista previously said the armory contained everything the Chaz would need to defend itself. And the team sees now... That was perhaps an exaggeration. There's enough here to arm 10, maybe 20 people. Perhaps the Chaz's stockpile is small. Perhaps the crew is simply late to the party. There are two other people in here. There is an older orc man. Uh, He's about 40 and he's got uh, like gray, long hair, long, long, gray, white beard. And there's an elf woman who is standing at one of the desks. She's a very tall and skinny. She's got a big birthmark um, on the right side of her face. She looks very severe and they're both dressed the same way that Rocky and Bullwinkle were full sort of like tactical um, urban warfare. They look very severe. The woman looks at you. She looks at Krista and she says, who are these people? Krista explains everything that has happened up to this point. <laughs> she like reluctantly is like, you know, I don't like this, but if Odina said so, okay, fine. I'm just going to describe to you the things that are in this room, and you're going to tell me what you want and what you want to do. <laughs> okay, on the mundane side of things, uh, there is, of course, a Yamaha Raiden. Um, There are a few standard issue pistols and machine pistols, things that you would be familiar with. Um, There is a gel pack launcher, uh, and the gel pack launcher has two different packs with it. You can have a pack of Neurostun, which does what it sounds like, or you can get packs of Bliss, which is a drug that makes people feel real nice. Oh, nice! There is a pain inducer, which is effectively a microwave gun. And then on one of the tables in the middle of the room, there is there are um, two weapons that the the orc man is clearly working on. One of them, they both kind of look like they were built in someone's garage. Uh, they don't look finished. These are not manufactured items. One of them. Is kind of like a metal frame with a big, uh, like, rocker switch on the side of it, like one of those big, uh, like, switches that's in a, like, on a light box. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? The like big, what I might describe as a Frankenstein switch. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Except it's on the side and it moves uh, front, is, is front is to back. It
0: forked and it goes into it slots into it two, slots two copper into two, spots? Yep. Exactly. Okay, great. I love yeah.
1: that. Um, and on the front of it is just. What looks like a flat piece of metal, the flat area of which is pointing forward, that's just been riveted into a frame and stuck underneath the bottom of it is just what looks like a car battery. (laughs) Uh, And then next to it is a very strange item. It sort of looks like someone took a soccer ball and cut across into the front of it, and then shoved a pistol in the opposite side. And it sort of looks like it's held together with almost like twine or duct tape. <laughs> another improvised gun. You, you maybe have seen this in another universe, another time and place, <laughs> yes. another game that we played. <laughs> yes. Those are the mundane items. There's no, like, pistols. Yes, there are, there are a couple machine pistols. What is uh, the biggest pistol that there is? There is an Ares Crusader. Um, and a styre TMP.
2: I think TK is going to pick up the uh, Ares Crusader.
1: All yours. It's
2: like it's like I don't give a shit about these. Like, what is an improvised gun? I need something that works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to take the car battery gun. Sure. Yes! <laughs> yes. When you walk yes. towards it, the orc guy turns around and he's like, "You, um, <clears throat> yeah, you sure? That's yeah. exotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what that is? Um, Lex goes. You you got to be careful with that." <laughs>
4: love this.
1: Place. Don't worry. I'll be careful. Okay, don't. Anybody, if someone's got a pacemaker, don't point that at them.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm guessing half of these cops have pacemakers, and that's exactly
3: <laughs> who
5: I'm going to
0: point it at.
3: Bib walks over to the magical items and takes a look. <laughs>
5: We've been playing for two years and you're just bringing that voice to the goddamn show. <laughs> <head? laughs> I should sue you. You're going to have a class action lawsuit. Emotional distress.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. do you oh. want, he can just walk through other scenes now if you want.
2: Yeah, <laughs> fine with me.
1: <laughs> okay, do you want to hear what the yes. magical yes. things are? Okay, so all of this is all arranged in a stand-up case. Um, You see um, a couple cases that have things that are obviously traps. There are uh, trip lines, uh, like things that you extend uh, across a hallway or a door. And uh, there are things you don't really know what they do or what they are. But next to the trip lines, they're like small glass eggs almost. Um, And there's uh, like a, a little blue marble on the inside of them. You also see, underneath those, set into very careful little holders in this pegboard, a row of yellow pencils. And the yellow pencils are all very carefully embossed with very clear writing on them. And uh, three of them say, wreck weapon. One of them says, demolish weapon. Two of them say, area thought recognition. And the first one says, harm. And the second one says, it's weird that they managed to get all this in one pencil. (laughs) the hierarchies imposed upon us by the myth of the meritocracy don't actually allow the most talented and the most suited for success to work their way to the top and attain positions of power, but rather act as custodial forces for the limited and predetermined ideas about what talent and success can and should look like, thus ensuring that the same groups of people retain power age after age.
5: Mike? And there's another pencil pencil that just says this. (laughs) Mike, just a question for you. Did you put Disco Elysium in our
2: game?
1: (laughs) And then two others that say uh, pinpoint There's also a row of small glass ampules, three of which are labeled Awaken, one of which is labeled Detox, and two of which are labeled Heal. There's also a roll of what looks like blue masking tape. And then in the stand-up case next to it, a bunch of, like, axes and katanas and shit that all have jewels in them.
2: Nice. <laughs> nice.
1: Uh, you want something to be magic, you put a jewel in it. Nice. That's Nick, sweet. you basically just said what I have written in my notes right here, which is if you were to ask the elf lady about it, she would be like, these aren't magic, but uh, the awakened really seem to gravitate towards things with jewels in them. So we just, <laughs> you know.
3: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Customer's always right. <laughs> Without a word, Viv goes for one of the axes that has a bluish jewel in it. <laughs> It's it's
1: yours. You have it.
3: What is the deal with these pencils?
1: Ah, those are new preparations that we've been working on. We are trying to figure out useful ways to be able to trigger spells in the absence of uh, a spellcaster. And so if you break it, uh, it snaps the graphite, which is on the inside, and that is what has been enchanted. Uh, And you touch the graphite, and that triggers the spell. And she looks at Lux and she says, for instance, you could use one of these.
0: Whoa. Lux always stays away from magic stuff because bad things have happened before when he tried to mess with them. Um, And they're
5: scary. But he takes um, a couple of the pencils. There's three wrecks, one demolish, and the two that have other things written on them. Harm and then the and then, yeah, the bell hooks quote. He definitely takes a
0: bell hooks quote. Um, He takes the wreck weapon and he takes the demolish.
5: Yeah, and she would explain if you were
1: asking. She would say like, "Oh, and pinpoint is a new spell that we are working on. That is um, uh, and then she looks into the camera. A place pl- plus two dice pool to uh, <laughs> agility and logic for one hour, and then three stun damage when it wears off."
5: You're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I
2: think TK is going to take pinpoint and uh, a couple of the heal ampules. Sure, you, got, and, you uh, got those. I think he also goes looking at the. He looks for he looking for a jeweled dagger. I think uh, maybe one with an emerald
1: in it. You got it's there. You got it. Beautiful. It's yours.
3: Um yeah Viv takes Gorgeous. a few of the awaken and detox and then she points interestedly at the blue masking tape.
1: Um she looks at you and she sort of puts her hands up like Ugh, that's a very new and very experimental preparation and she goes and she takes it off the rack and she very carefully starts to unravel the blue tape and she goes like maybe 3 or 4 feet And then you see a a small dotted line drawn on the tape, Uh, like there's an area of about four inches uh, between two dotted lines drawn on the tape. You spread a length of this across an open area, and when it's broken uh, or ripped, a powerful physical force will impact whatever has broken it. It's still in development, so the results are very inconsistent, and you should only rip it between the dotted lines. Hmm. And she carefully then starts to roll it back up and back together. Sounds dangerous, lady. Viv takes the tape. Okay, Viv. It's yours. <laughs> uh, it, looks, it looks like it's like the, almost the end of a bit like those big blue rolls of painter tape. Got it. Yeah. Cool. So like, you know, if you were painting your living room, this would not be nearly not enough. Not enough.
3: Yeah. Not enough at all. <laughs>
1: Unless you were to use part of it to take down a wall and then.
3: Um. She also grabs the trip lines and the small glass eggs.
1: Okay. She, as you're picking them up, she explains that the trip lines cause agony and the glass eggs release a physical barrier.
4: Wow.
2: Oh, physical barrier. That sounds good.
4: That's good. Suddenly, in your comm links, you hear Lash say, whoa, nice choices, everyone, because she, from her chair, has been watching the armory this whole time. Hey, Lash.
2: I, I see you figured out the building.
4: Yep. <laughs> it's weird in here. <laughs> Lash. When Lash entered the, the security system, that, that, that black portal, suddenly in front of her, she was kind of bombarded with these prisms all in her field of view, kind of everywhere. And she, she couldn't really escape the prisms because you look left, you look right. All of a sudden, you're swiping through the different prisms. But if you focus in on the prisms, you could see an eyeball. And then when you blinked your eyeball... All of a sudden, you could see all the modules that was available in this system. And there's a lot of them. There's too many of them to understand. But she has a little bit of a handle on a couple of the modules. The one that she's really looking on right now is called The Walls Have Eyes. And she's kind of just blinking into all the different rooms that she has access to, you know, because she's curious, Uh, first of all. And second of all, she wants to make sure you guys aren't in any immediate danger of anyone coming into the armory. So she is she is looking in to the screens, kind of flipping through all of them, but she always has like the armory kind of like in the corner. There's chaos everywhere. There's in some rooms you know, it's just like two police officers and they're in a fight. It doesn't even make <laughs> sense. One insulted the other and they're physically fighting. Um, in the front area where a lot of the police officers and Lone Star had come in, they're in physical altercations with people from the CHAZ. There's gunshots going off. People are bleeding and it's not good. And then you can see that there are also these kind of groups of the police officer who are not actually paying any attention to the Lone star agents because you can tell they're looking for something they're like looking for groups of people who are living in the Chaz to fight so you can tell they're kind of peeking into doorways that they can get into banging on doors that are locked we know you're in there give it back give it back uh it's not good
2: the all of the chat the Chaz security people are wearing cool stuff can we can we get that
1: do you want like a? You want like ta- like a tactical outfit? Yes,
2: there he would went... be
5: some bulletproof.
2: Sure. vests. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You can get some armor. So yeah, I think I think uh, TK is gonna ask. Hey man, pretty cool outfit. It looks pretty functional. Got
3: extras?
1: Yeah, yeah there's some kit if you just go around the Any points. TK walks back there,
2: comes out fully changed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Quick change. Costume change. <laughs>
2: You
0: went from something that was uh, black and tactical into a different form of yes. black and tactical.
1: But it feels good. You look ex- you look like you now work uh, f- as uh, what you have heard variously referred to as uh, civilian protectors or Chaz security. Um, it's black uh, canvas fatigues with uh, big pockets, a kind of uh, strappy vest with a bunch of Velcro on it that has a Velcro patch on it that is the Chaz insignia. And you can have any manner of tactical kind of like bag or sling that you want. Okay, great. I think TK. Basically, you look like you're in like a really good rap video.
2: I think Ooh. TK TK uh, takes off the Velcro
1: Chaz patch. Okay, because he's not a Chaz guy. Okay, that's <laughs> honest of you. Lash, you hear kind of in the distance, like from the other side of a wall or several walls, Odina saying, "Lash, Miss Goodbog, Um...
4: Uh, <laughs>
1: An important matter, I think, could you please close the front gate? Oh. And when you dart your eyes around to control the groupings of prisms, do you bring up the security camera for the front gate, you see the gate trying to close. It's um, sort of trying to slide from the right to the left in this grand opening that you uh, just uh, walked through before the tour. It's this kind of beige, green gate, old metal. And there is just a thick group of NYPD, Lone Star, and Chazers on both sides of it, kind of just in the middle of a push war. And mm. the Chazers are trying to get everyone out. Everyone on the outside is trying to push their way in. And the door just can't close.
4: Odna, oh, there's a bunch of people that are blocking the door closed. But let me try something. She looks above the gate. Is there any sprinkler systems above the gate or something like that? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Is there, uh, is this, this is the gate to the outside. Is it light out still?
1: It's very dark.
4: It's very dark. So uh, Lash is going to cut the lights, hoping that it gets some people to scatter and then try to <laughs> close the door. Sure. Lash shouts back to Odin, that's a great idea, pal. Uh, I'll do that for you. And...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like how even when even when Lash is serious, everybody laughs. So. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and uh, she comes to the group. Hey, guys, uh, trying, to, trying to shut this security gate. I figure that's pretty important for securing the area. So... I'm going to cut the lights to try to get people to scatter so I can actually close the gate. They're kind of getting in the way.
0: Flash, you need us to clear the gate?
4: You know, in case this doesn't work, can you make sure that they clear the gate? Yeah,
0: that's the first thing we'll do.
4: Are you going to get your way down there? Because I'm going to cut it when, right when you're there. Make sure you shove people out of the okay, way of the I gate.
0: We, I think we all have have the ability to see in the dark, so we're good.
4: Get there quick.
1: Yes. See you in hell. You turn around, and I assume you leave the armory, and you head towards uh, the front gate of the chest. TK,
2: ask one, one last question to the orc. guys got any grenades? No. Too dangerous. All right. <laughs> TK runs out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You book it through the Chaz, and you have to like really keep your wits about you to get around groups of battling people. And it is just like thick with mayhem and destruction. There are unconscious people uh, propped up, lying around. You see Chazers fighting for, some of them fighting for their lives, some of them just like trying basically to like run away and to find places to hide. As Lash said, you see Lone Star fighting cops. You see cops fighting cops. It is just complete bedlam. You get through uh, to the front lobby that you entered in. You're in this long marble hallway, uh, and you exit through the door that you entered into the chest. You're in the front entryway, in the front courtyard, and sure enough, right in front of you, you see it at the edge of the compound, at the edge of the grounds of the arcology. There's this 10, 12 foot tall, thick metal gate that's trying to close. You can hear the works going, like crunching and grinding as it's pushing against these groups of people who are pushing back against it. So the um, gate
0: slides close like
1: an elevator. Uh, the gate slides close in one direction. One direction. One direction all okay. the way across from right to left. I see. Um, and yeah, there's a bunch of cops and Lone Star on one side fighting one another and trying to get in. And a bunch of Chazers on the inside trying to push them out. And then a bunch of NYPD behind them trying to like pull them off. So it's just, it's mayhem.
4: Vivcom's uh, Lash. We're here. Perfect. Uh, Try to get as many people uh, outside, I would say. It's probably better that they're outside. And Lash cuts the lights.
1: It goes dark. There are some streetlights that are on across the way, uh, like on the other side of the street that's outside the Chaz. So while it's not pitch black, it is now much harder to see than it was before. You are now kind of only cast in a dull blue light that's coming out of some of the wide bay windows that are behind you on the upper floors of the Chaz. Uh, TK flips on his AR goggles and turns on thermographic. Mm -hmm. You can see very clearly. Lux
0: now has thermographic imaging
1: as well. Anybody who yeah. has low light thermographic, yeah. yeah, if you turn it on, you can now see clearly. You hear a bunch of people sort of groan and like turn around, um, but like the crowd doesn't really disperse that much. How many people are uh, at the gate? I'm going
3: to say it, prob-
1: it probably looks like 50. Viv, can you make a boom?
3: Uh, yes, and uh, Viv runs forward close to the fray and throws one of the small glass eggs with a little blue bead in the middle into the middle of the crowd. And I believe it creates a physical barrier when it breaks.
1: After a few seconds pass, cause you're paying attention to it, you hear the dull sound of glass breaking, like someone stepping on a bottle. And in a circle around this group of people, a kind of like spiral of dust and dirt starts to form. Like there's a small wind that's picking up. And it grows and grows until you realize that it's not dust or wind. It's kind of like, it almost looks, looks like glitter uh, of some kind. And it spins and it rises and as it forms a dome. And it forms a dome on the outside of the group and over the top of them. And where it intersects the wall on either side of the opening of the gate, uh, it just kind of like... Disappears, um, And essentially now, the people who are pushing against one another are trapped in a tiny, immovable room with each other in the place that you would like to get them out of. <laughs> okay, so that was counterproductive. Um...
3: <laughs> I didn't know exactly what it would
1: do.
2: No, it's fine. Uh, it's better than murdering all of them Uh,
1: some people on the inside turn around and they get really they start to panic a little bit and they start banging on it you don't hear anything but you see this dome shape that um, looks very similar to the mana barrier that you saw on the island not five hours or so ago you know it has a very similar look to it it's kind of like red yellow shimmering have they stopped pushing on the gate no the gate is now having an even harder time to close because it's pushing (laughs) up again
2: TK is going to come Lash and say "Uh, Lash I think we Fuck this one up.
4: Guys, uh, you just put a bunch of angry people in a closed area together. I don't know. Uh, can you, like, make them go to sleep or disarm them or something? Because <laughs> I think we just made a murder dome. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. I think, uh, yeah, I think Tay guys are just going to run up and punch the dome. Just fucking, we're going to try this again.
0: Uh, I'm, Lux is going to yell at everybody in the dome to get back or this will kill you. They cannot. They, they are not They're not
5: here. here. Whatever the opposite of paying attention is. The opposite of that. Okay, great. It is fucking, let me, it is loud in here. There is a mass of a lot of people on the exterior side of the door. The cops are chanting, stop resisting, give it back. It's chaos, it's
1: loud. Okay, six hits. You are two for two today. That is the second mana barrier that you one shot punch (laughs) uh, into, into oblivion. This one does not feel nearly as momentous. It's like when you punch it, there's not that kind of, Taut uh, resistance. It's like you hit it, and your fist almost passes through it, and then it just shatters and breaks. And a bunch of people turn around, like, "What the fuck?" Like, what? PK draws his pistol and says, "Get back." The people who are the closest to you are dressed mostly in like their chaz outfits, um, and they like put their hands up and sort of get off to the side, expecting that you want to move forward. So they kind of make a pathway for you. They don't really know what you want. And can the gate
2: close if they make a pass? No, there's
1: 50 people here. Okay,
2: all right, yeah. fuck. Um, my solutions aren't working. I think um, TK's gonna fire some shots in the air.
0: Lux points the car battery gun now at the exposed cops only, or cops and uh, Lone Star, maybe there's a mix, but because the Chazers have moved out of the way, Lux is much more comfortable pointing this car battery at all of these people and say, get out of the building, the, the door is closing,
1: and he waits to see if they do that. Lux, uh, clarify for me, you are not firing the gun, you are just threatening with it, correct? Yes, I am threatening with it. Okay, so Um, roll intimidation. I was going to say, while he does that, can TK uh, fire a couple shots into the air just to get everyone's attention? Sure.
4: It's like almost team working intimidation.
1: I imagine you guys kind of like positioning around one another mm-hmm. so that you're making, you know, an effective point. Like we're yes. in, we're together, and when you do this, um, a bunch of the people who are in front of you do turn around, like their faces drop, and they put their hands up or put their arms up, and they scatter. Some mm-hmm. of them are Chasers, some of them are Lone Star, and they just kind of like get out of the way. Uh, and you see some of the police on the on the far side of this group peel off, but you also see someone who's who someone who someone starts shouting. Someone. In
5: the other side starts shouting you hear cries from the the, the cops and sort of the, having the push fight at the gate chaser gun chaser gun they immediately respond with submachine pistol fire and that machine pistol fire is directed at what they believe is the biggest threat tk with the real gun dust and like small particles of fiber explode from like your torso as the thank god small caliber uh machine pistol uh rounds hit you in the chest man it's a grazing hit yeah, TK's shaken up, but his reaction is to
2: get very angry. Uh, because this is a this is this is a problem that needs to be solved. Uh, but while he's knocked back and reeling.
0: Luck sees this, he doesn't even think about it, he fires the car battery gun
2: with eight roll with eight dice, he gets three hits.
1: A bunch of people see you level this thing, this weird car battery gun with the plate yes. of metal on the front of it. And they don't get out of the way, because it's Unclear what it is. So Mm -hmm. no one, like when you pull the lever back, no one dodges because there's no projectile that could come out of it. It's a plate of metal riveted to the front of like, I don't know, I don't even really know how you would describe what this like arrangement of, of metal bits is. You're holding it and... It feels like the gun is kind of like trying to leave your hands a little bit, uh, like there's like something's pushing on it, and then the people in front of you, like directly in front of you, through this line of people, there's a bald, uh, kind of like skinny cop. And he's um, wearing uh, like his street clothes, like his Oxford shirt and his khaki pants and his two big shoes. And when you pull the lever on the side of the gun, you see a little like bulge kind of start to come forward on his chest. And he looks down and then you see it actually, like his chain kind of starts to lift out of his shirt. Uh, from in front of him and then you see that his belt buckle kind of starts to move forward and then he kind of starts to stumble forward and then some of the people that are closer to you after a couple seconds you start to hear this whirring sound and their com links just jump off of the sides of their faces and attach themselves to the front of this gun <laughs> that you have just uh fired um and some people are Pulled forward through the group as an extremely powerful magnetic force grabs <laughs> hold of them. Uh, you've also, yeah, I guess accidentally just stolen some comms, some car keys, a couple cred sticks, right. uh, which are now completely erased. Right. Oh, um, so is that's
0: there, if I sw- throw the switch the other way, does that reverse the polarity? It, just, it will just turn it off. Okay. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So Lux did the opposite of what he wanted, which is to get these guys further out of the building so that the, the door
2: can be closed. But he... Yeah, I think, Viv, can you just can you just melt some guys?
3: I don't know if I need to melt, but <laughs> right. Viv is looking... Because at- he just got shot. Like, this is now
2: a more serious situation.
3: Hmm? Um, Viv is looking at the crowd, and is there a really big, beefy dude?
1: I think in this group of people, you would see maybe four people who you would... Identify as like beefy dudes. Awesome. Uh, three of them are on the cop side, and one of them is on the Chaz side.
3: Viv looks at one of the cops and casts control action. Hell yeah. At five hits.
1: Oh, no hits. <laughs> <laughs> you say it as though it's like an inevitable.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Logic, not the, not the strong suit.
3: Kind of like a mech, Viv uh, mimics his movements to control his arms, and she swings at a fellow cop. <laughs> And then, like, reaches her arms out straight and tries to push people away from the gate.
1: Which direction are you trying to have Outside. this man out? Okay.
3: Outside. Five hits. Oh,
5: wow. Well, now you're playing do his strength. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Strength. strength.
1: I would say, so that is, that's better than a standard success. I think that this large man that you are controlling is able to push away and like probably successfully um, dissuade from moving forward at least maybe eight to ten people. And so they are like, some of them are like, dude, what the hell? Uh, I mean, and he's he's probably shouting,
5: I don't know what I'm doing.
3: <laughs> and he's doing that thing like your little brother goes around the house. You, It's your fault if you get hit. And he just starts uh, rotating his arms in small circles. <laughs>
1: um, and a bunch of the other cops on the other side like turn around and they're looking at this guy pushing their colleagues away. And they're like. Yo, Randy, what are you... Should we go? Do we have to leave? I don't...
3: I I don't know what's happening. (laughs) He still has his mind. Just not his body.
1: Lux is disappointed
0: by the effect of the magnet gun, but he um, does realize that he's taking cred cred sticks and comms from these guys. So he just kind of sweeps it across in a little arc across the crowd and just gets
1: gets a big fuck you to all of them before turning it off. You you have dozens of them just (laughs) stuck to the front of this weird gun. When you turn it off, they all just like fall to the ground. A
5: pile of empty wallets and cell phones, essentially. Uh...
2: TK offers uh, Lux the holdout pistol he got from uh, Bullwinkle earlier. You want a real gun?
0: Uh, yes, Lux uh, takes it. He knows he can't really use it. Um, he you... checks the door to see if it's a little bit clearer now to give to give uh, Lash the go ahead. It is
1: start. It is definitely more clear than it was yeah. before, and it is more clear towards that side.
0: Lux says to Lash, "Go now, go now, close the door."
4: Okay, and Lash is closing the door, and she's seeing if there's anything in here to kind of like increase the force of the door closing. She's just really trying to get it closed. Maybe people will move as the force.
1: The door definitely has a torque setting.
4: She's gonna up that torque. (laughs) So Lash once she sees that little bit of opening she looks to her left sees a little torque setting. Flips it up to major torque.
1: (laughs) Goes goes up to 11.
4: (laughs) Exactly. And the door starts to close. Very
1: you hear the whirr of the door, and it's louder now, and it mm-hmm. sounds like it's engaged, you know, more of its inner workings, and it starts pushing, and some of the people who were previously up against it um, and, like, you know, like, hit them, and it would sort of retract the way an elevator mm-hmm. door does, like, hit something and be like, oh, no, I'm sorry, and then go back, and then, <laughs> and then be like, oh, and like go back. <laughs> now it's like you hear it goes, and it just kind of starts pushing through people. And you see that all the people that were on the edge of it, Chazers and police alike, who were used to just kind of pushing it away and having it retreat, are pushing it away, and it's pushing back on them. Mm. And it's and it's closing and closing, and they're sliding along with it.
4: Lash, she has control over the loudspeaker si- system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she shouts... Move now! The door will
1: close! (laughs) Uh, And there's some police on the other side, and they are now starting to push against it en masse. Like, they are trying to push against the door as it closed. You can see that it's, like, it's starting to slow down. Like, they are beginning to be successful.
3: Viv is still following the tiniest opening in the door to control this guy, and has him turn around to start grabbing people and pulling them off the door.
1: Roll strength. Two hits. He is pulling on them, but they are very aggressively like trying to keep this door open. And some of the police are just, they're realizing that their time is is short. And so they're just streaming through while there's a
5: little bit of a gap, the tiniest gap. I will remind you, you have a bunch of crazy magic stuff.
0: Um, Lux doesn't use a crazy magic weapon, but he does know a, good, a, good, a very good weapon for this very situation, which is four people are kind of close together, not doing something you want them to do. He uses his mace and sprays these four people <laughs> in the face with the mace. He gets six hit, uh, five hits.
1: They all are just fully pepper sprayed in the face. Uh, they begin screaming. They put their hands to their eyes, and the giant man who is trying to pull them off is now successful. He's able to pull them away. He's able to pull them away, and the door slowly closes it covers. As you stand in front of it with your magnet gun and pepper punches and still-raised pistol, you know, you're able to block it enough uh, that the door is able to close, and all of the police that are on the other side, for now, stay there. Oh,
3: that smelled like pork. <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, Viv can... has lost um, control because she can't see him anymore.
2: Wait, you can smell them?
4: I
1: don't, I... don't answer. Don't <laughs> answer. I don't want to know. <sighs> Just get
2: the fuck out of here.
1: Lash. Is there anything that you want to do in this area before something else the happens?
4: Lash um, yells back to Odna, we cleared the door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, Odina says, good.
4: <laughs> and Lash, Thank you. And Lash goes and she double checks that the armory uh, doors are still locked.
1: The armory doors are locked and there is no one in that hallway.
4: Perfect. And
1: you can see the orc man and the elf woman are in there kind of like working away.
4: Great. And she continues to check through the screens to see anything that is immediate that needs to get handled.
1: You skim through a bunch of stuff and you see a lot of what you've been seeing, which is people fighting in the hallways, people going into rooms that they obviously shouldn't be in and just like going through cabinets, breaking things, et cetera, et cetera. But you do notice something of note on the rooftop farm. There are three people who are up there, and they're dressed differently from a lot of the other people who you've seen enter the Chaz.
5: The people on the farm are part of the cohort that showed up to support the NYPD later on. Like, and they're the group that looks more organized. They escalated things. They're, they're the ones that brought the equipment. They're the ones that brought the guns. They're wearing very dark, navy blue with a gold bright shiny gold armband on their left bicep and these guys are big and thick not the kind of thick you get from sitting and watching uh, demagogue holograms and urban brawl highlight reels all day these guys are the kind of big and thick you get to be from unending training they move in decisive sharp lines these are not normal cops And the three of them up there
1: are the only people up there. You flip around to all of the cameras on the roof, and it seems like all of the harvesting mages that were up there left, which makes sense. Uh, They are not fighters. Uh, They are probably holed up in a dormitory somewhere, like waiting for everything to pass. And they're doing something. It looks like they're pouring things into the crops, into the plants that are up there. They have like containers of, of something. You can't tell what it is. They're working very slowly, very casually, and extremely methodically, like they have nothing to worry about.
4: Uh, Lash comes down to the team and says, hey, I think you're gonna want to get on the roof. There's three people up there. I don't like the look of what they're doing.
2: All right, let's go. On it. Aye,
4: aye. I use the physical comms to send down a little piece of paper that I wrote down a little map on. So the physical comms all the Chaz is outfitted with a tubing system. Yeah. Oh. Which, in my mind, kind of like the bank, when you go to the bank yes. to deposit.
1: Vacuum. Hell or yes. cost to,
4: vacuum. to have a t- yeah. tube system. Am I, am I getting that right? Yeah. So yeah, It's like you
1: went to the bank in 1996. Mm-hmm.
4: Exactly. I love it. So Lash has quickly put out some directions, a little map, um, and a piece of paper. And she had has sent it through the physical comms right to, she knows exactly where you're standing. She goes, look to your left. <laughs>
0: He's like, God damn it! Uh,
1: <laughs> you can see a piece of paper in a tube that's got a soccer ball drawn on it. On. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: There's a little a, doodle, There's a lot of doodles on the back.
1: He grabs the the doodled paper
0: that has a rough map on it and it says, "Okay, yeah, I think I can. Um,
2: okay, I could use this. Let's go." He couldn't have just sent direction, digital, t- turn by turn.
1: I also love the image of Lash in the security hub like getting out of VR and be and like Odin there like what are you doing and her being like hold on and then is there a piece of paper around
4: <laughs> she wanted to use the physical comms
1: Um Lux actually can kind of figure out what this
0: um means he's had some experience getting up there um but he tells Lash to let them know if um, any of the routes described yeah. are getting worse and we should go a different route and he continues uh, on that route up to the roof.
4: Lash will be watching the route, yep. making sure... All right,
1: we go. We race. You guys get up to the roof very quickly. It's relatively clear. You have to dodge a couple shitheads along the way, but it's very easy to manage. And when you get up there, you get outside through the same stairwell, through the same exit that you used before. You get outside into the farm and you don't immediately see any of the people that Lash described. They're not directly in front of you. So, you know, they're Mm. they're somewhere out there. The rooftop farm is huge. Remember, this is two square blocks, so it's thousands of feet. Right. uh, Thousands of square feet. You also are reminded now... It was maybe much quieter when you were on the ground, but the the drone fleet is loud. There are tons of press drones in the sky. And they are, you are much, much closer to them now that you're on the roof.
3: VivCom links uh, TK and Lux to not go back through this door because she is setting up a trip line in the doorway.
1: Well,
2: you got it, Viv. Um, TK looks around. Is there any, like, is there like a radio tower thing is there anything on
1: top that's like higher than the roof uh yeah so there's two things there's a gre- there to your left uh in, like a bit of distance there's a greenhouse a little bit closer to your left is a chicken coop uh and if you turn around and you look behind you uh there are a couple water towers
2: tk's going to run toward a water tower and try and, and grapple hand up on top of it sure yeah
1: T- uh, try and take a look yeah I, I think that's probably your athletics is pretty high right eyes in the sky baby <laughs> um,
2: possibly, I mean, y- yes. I don't know, Shadowrun doesn't really have, like, a... You're ha- a boxer!
1: You oh, I guess be. it does have an athletic skill. Yeah, I don't have an athletic skill. Yeah, just ro- roll for it for me, and we'll just decide how high you get.
3: Meanwhile, can sense? Yes. Uh, she's waving her hands over the plants. and God. for it.
1: Yeah. You see, off to your left, there are three astral signatures of three people, and they are basically on the far edge of uh, the rooftop farm and um, they are, yeah, they're they're doing something. Uh, they have some sort of, like, equipment with them that they are applying to the plants. Mm. TK hit, got one hit. Okay. Uh, you managed to get up on top of the, like, lower level, cool. um, like, base of the water tower, but you don't get up to the top of it. That's fine. You see the same thing that Viv did. It's high enough, and the the farm is low enough that you see these, these three people. TK comes, I guess, at the same time that Viv's
2: Comes, I, I found, found him. him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and Viv motions to Lux to sneak through the plants toward that area. I got a sneaky skill. PK's I'm gonna, gonna be gonna,
2: sneaking. TK is gonna drop down from the water tower and uh, try and triangulate their position. So I think he's gonna he's gonna because he's he's gonna walk around so that when when Lux shows up, he's gonna run in flank. Yes. The word you're looking he, for yes, is flank I, Yes, he's yet. going to flank them. Great. Uh, only got one
0: hit on a sneaking skill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Crunch! <laughs> I mean, we're not close to them yet.
1: I was going to say you're not you're not very close to them yet. Uh, yeah. You
5: step in a bell bush. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I
0: mean, I'm trying to sneak all the way through the plants up to them, so I imagine well, let me, that. Let me roll. I, let me roll
1: perception. It wasn't for a that critical answer.
0: failure, but it was one hit yep. out of
1: eight. Um, <laughs> uh, meanwhile,
5: TK is going to take the long way around. Yeah, I mean, I think I think at least one of them hears Lux. Yep, his fist goes up. The other two guys see it. They they crouch down, they draw their weapons, and if you want to find any more, you're gonna to have to get closer. I think that
0: Lux is looking at them and he sees them hear him somehow, um, and stops and freezes and calms TK and, and Viv that yeah they they know I'm here. <laughs> get over here soon, please.
3: Um, yeah, Viv is crawling in the bushes and uh, can she could see them right? Yeah. Yeah. She can see them, and uh, she casts Force 3 Power Bolt at the center one.
2: TK is at the same time going to run and see if he can hit another one, like the one immediately in front of him. So he's like, I think he's on probably
1: to the left of them, maybe behind them. He's going to run up. Okay. Fist out. You're going to roll your Power Bolt. Then we're going to roll initiative, and you're going to get a bonus to initiative. And TK will get a bonus to initiative.
5: <laughs> so like. <laughs> You're his dad, and I'm the principal. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, and TK will get a bonus to it. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, Viv got four hits on a Powerball.
5: Ooh, did pretty well. Five
1: hits. This is a big boy. You try to hit him with this, and he just fucking takes it. Ooh, tanks it. It like hit, like hits him in the chest, and he kind of like staggers back a little bit. You can see him get a little red.
3: You, yeah, you start to smell burning hair but it's a force 3 so it's not like the high power microwave it's like a hot pocket that leaked a little cheese out of it
2: inside of a human body just to emphasize where the hot pocket is leaking
1: you also now that you're all in, like in the farm and some of you i imagine lux you said you were like crouching down I was in the bushes yeah you're yeah, like in, in the, the bushes actual- the s- tomatoes you smell some of what they're putting on the plants and it's definitely like it's like a very strong chemical of some kind you can't tell okay. if it's like gasoline or isopropyl alcohol or but it ha- it like stings your nose mm. it's definitely something that you don't want to have on plants
5: right The you see this guy's adam's apple move up and down his mouth does not open You know he's using sublingual communications with the other guys. Please roll initiative. What do you want to name these guys? We're going to call the the big one in the middle that got hit with the power bolt. Uh, His name's going to be Hot Rod. The guy and the two that crouch into the bushes to hide. uh, One of them's going to be Phillips and the other's going to be Flathead.
1: The first person to act in initiative is Lash in VR, but before initiative begins, something happens.
3: Uh,
1: There has been a whoosh and a kind of like little pop when Viv cast her spell. Uh, There has been some people running around. Um, There has been some action and that action has been caught by several of the drones in the air. And what you hear, if you're on the roof, and Lash, if you listen through some of the surveillance equipment in the building, is you hear the whir of this swarm of drones change a little bit as like maybe a dozen or so hover a little bit closer to the farm.
2: TK comes, Lash. Lash. can you do something about those drones?
4: Okay. She's going to cast, it's really hard because she's far away, but she's going to try to cast Puppeteer on one of the drones. And she's going to drive that drone like a little bug in the face of all the, the three guys.
1: I this is a great idea. Yeah. But just maybe also thinking about the future, there's also a bunch of anti drone technology on the roof of the building. Yeah. yeah. Remember the the quadruped drones with the net guns? One
4: hundred percent. I know those to be true, but I kinda wanna play with the drones first.
1: Love it. Great. <laughs> Shannon, I'm looking I'm looking at all these fives and sixes and I'm gonna tell you that Without a doubt, you got it.
4: <laughs> okay, right. So, uh, yeah, she's gonna take the the biggest drone that she sees.
1: Sure, there's like a big yellow one. Ooh,
4: and she's gonna kind of direct it, puppeteer it to uh, the National
1: Geographic. One.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's it's National <laughs> Geographic is on the scene. It's actually uh, a, um, a celebrity tabloid. Nice. Yeah, That's
0: it's good. changed hands a few times <laughs> good in the year. It's really good to hear.
1: Um, it's it, owned by Peter Thiel's great-grandson now. Good.
4: <laughs> yes, and this drone is going to be bonking in the head the big guy. Just bang, 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 <laughs> bang.
1: Lash very expertly, very quickly, sends a drone into the face of this big dude that Viv tried to hit
5: with the bolt spell. He is in the middle of s- sort of half half screaming half ye- he's yelling it's called yelling <laughs> um, between a scream and a speak I fear for my life a particular individual has threatened wham and the fucking uh, the octocopter just like slammed did not see it coming at all and it just like slams him right doesn't break his nose but you know getting hit right on the nose
3: hurts, hurts. even
5: a big boy Get hit right in the nose? Mm. I don't think so. Papa. It's a weak spot. No. no, it's a weak spot. Boom! Dive. Forty-five degree angle. Right at this guy. Bridge of his nose. Ho!
1: <laughs> Viv.
3: Viv is going to uh, unroll this blue tape very carefully, and she's still in the bushes. Can they see her?
5: Yes, I think probably. (laughs) 100%. You were not hidden when you cast the spell, and immediately after he was hit with the spell, he alerted his two uh, compatriots that there was a a battle mage on the roof and to focus all their attention on you. And they absolutely got your last locations. They're probably able to see you now.
3: Okay, so she's still very carefully unraveling this blue tape, which is, (laughs) it's uh, very gingerly, okay, okay and she rips it on the dotted line and puts the line in front of her and she slowly just tries to get up and back away from it.
1: What do you do? You just, you You like attack- puts it
3: down on the ground.
1: On the ground? Yeah. Like down?
3: Down in front of her and she slowly uh, backs away from it and stands up in the bushes.
1: You are standing in front of a length (laughs) of extremely delicate explosive tape.
3: And she unsheathes her axes and uh, kind of motions for them to come forward.
1: Ooh, like a like a come get some? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Um,
2: TK's running at them from behind. He's going to break the pinpoint pencil. Sure. Which adds two, uh, plus two dice pool to his agility, mm-hmm. to any agility roll. And I think he's going to um, also attack
5: whoever is closest to him and unaware. That now is Phillips. Yep, okay. And he is completely focused on Viv. So you're, you're, you have successfully flanked one of the police. I think this is our first flank in uh, in Fun City. Well done. You
1: you're running forward and you reach into your your vest and you pull out one of the pinpoint pencils and you very easily break it in your hand. I have never taken Adderall. Can someone just describe what that is like?
5: It's, Colors are brighter. No, it's like it's like you know how um, you emails know, are less scary.
2: <laughs> you know how when you're like tuning, and this is from recreational use only, but you know how when you're <laughs> tuning a guitar and it's like it's like slightly flat, and you bring it back into tune, that's what it feels like. That's that's exactly how you feel. Yeah, you're like oh yeah, that's a D. Maybe maybe like maybe like you know t- like times two. Yeah, I mean, so he he notices that everybody is focused on Viv, and he's already sort of running. He breaks the pencil comes into tune and uh, right before he takes, you know, he takes a couple steps forward uh, and just
5: slugs this guy in the back of the head hard as he can. Still conscious. Uh, He very quickly turns his attention to you right, and away from Viv. Lux um, also
0: takes out a a pencil, um, jumps from the bushes, and slams the pencil right into the gun of the person closest to him, um, not Phillips, um, and tries to wreck their weapon with a wreck weapon. Style.
1: Roll agility? Yeah. Unless you ha- do you have a melee or exotic melee weapon skill? No. Um, I'm going to say get, Five or higher, maybe six. The, that's kind of hard. Wait, wait, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hold on, hold on. But to use these pencils, don't you just break them and then the spell happens? Um, so the target is gonna. Uh, so you're using you're using destroy weapon, wreck weapon, uh, wreck weapon. So that's gonna be the graphite inside the pencil has to touch the thing. So you could break it and not touch it, and then and then tap it. But it's much cooler if you stick it in the thing and break. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, I, see, I, was, yeah.
2: I was just wanted to clarify.
1: So yeah, so Nick in this case would not be the target, right? Because he's not a right, 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 yeah. I got one hit. You you miss. Um, mm-hmm. It is not that the spell or the preparation or the pencil, like it's not that it doesn't work. It's not that you can't break it. Mm-hmm. It's that you jump out of the bushes and you try to do like a fancy little fencing move to try to get the pencil yes. into the barrel of the gun and you just miss by like an inch and a half. Yeah. You just And so you're just standing there. It looks like you've tried to pe- like stab someone
5: just with a <laughs> yellow pencil.
0: So now I'm just, I'm... Now standing in front of this guy with a gun, uh-huh. with a pencil pointed at him.
5: Yes, mightier <laughs> than the sword. I think. No, I think you're you're right, but not in this case. So which guy did you attack? Did you attack the one that he hit, the one that she fried, the or third. the other guy in the bushes? The third. That's Flathead.
0: Okay, so he tried to he tried to he tried <laughs> to fuck Flathead's weapon with a pencil. Put it on my
5: tombstone. Yeah. It's Phillips' turn, Mike. It's Phillips' turn. Billups is closest to TK, who just hit him in the back of the head. Yes, he sir. is going to spin and sh- and fire his, his weapon.
2: Oh God, I should have led him with the gun. Another six. Come on, baby. Oh.
5: Oh. Do you want to u- use edge or no? Yeah, I'll spin that edge. Motherfucker. No, it's- <laughs> <laughs> he shouts, stop resisting, as the bullets hit your body. Five hits. Grazing hit. Same. It's the same thing happens again. Yeah little puffs of dust and microfibers (laughs) from your your uh, like neo-kevlar your like carbon fiber vest nothing penetrates you Uh, you're pushed pushed back a little bit TK
2: takes a second and he's just like man those Chaz guys know what the fuck they're doing yeah we
5: made fun of you you for that jumpsuit but uh, (laughs) it's going pretty well yeah Jesus
1: Christ Flathead staring down Lux holding a pencil
5: stop resisting he fires Lux you're gonna have to roll reaction plus intuition to dodge a gun (sighs) Pfft. This is going to be the episode where I kill one.
2: <laughs> you know, I don't think it is. I think it's Good time luck. to
5: bring out the big guns. Eight hits. Seven. You take four physical damage. Oof. Okay. I think the bullets don't actually penetrate your armored suit, Lux, right? But the impact, like the sheer force of it, maybe bruises a rib or something. Your skin it hurts. Is so close. Your skin is not broken, but that hurts. Hot Rod, looking across the farm at Viv. Viv's face, target. Stop. Resisting. Um, Remember,
4: he, he's he got bonked in the head,
5: though. No, no, not this guy. This guy oh. is the guy that got fried and he just s- soaked. It. Yeah, this uh, is the guy who got bonked in the head. Okay, so the drone the entire time is buzzing around his head like a big mosquito, right? Mm-hmm. So he's extremely distracted. I'm wrong. He does not fire at Viv. He is going to try and snatch the drone out of the sky. Agility? Yeah.
1: Three hits. Uh, the drone just continues to buzz and whir and bonk him in the head. Lash.
4: Okay, Lash is going to, because there's all these other drones around, she is going to use on um, the Arcology uh, system, security system, they do have a drone defense module, um, which is basically capable of firing nets to disable uh, the drones. So she is going to kind of engage those drone defenses to try to get all the other drones. She's going to try to not capture the Nat Geo drone. She likes that one.
1: (laughs) Uh, so this is an automated system that you can just turn on. So do you just turn it on? I turn it on. Uh, can she retarget them? They will. It's. I mean, it works automatically. But if you, yeah, if you but- want to point it towards something, you can.
4: So Lash looks down. The module sees drone defense. Uh, takes a little before firing, pressing the on button. She takes a little sn- a little sneak peek at the little manual, kind of the back end of it, and sees that she can kind of switch the direction of this defense system. Takes a little noodling around, but she does to try to capture all of the drones, but not the ones that are at at the low level that the Nat Geo one is, because the Nat Geo one is right at face level, whereas all the other drones are a bit well above, and fires the drone defense.
1: Everybody who's on the roof, you start to hear a kind of, like, mechanical whirring sound, like uh, machinery turning on and coming to life. And if you look at the edges of the uh, the farm, the rooftop farm, you see these um, weird kind of, like, turrets uh, with these four-pointed—it's kind of hard to describe, like, uh, these like, four-pointed— Attachments or kind of like arms on them move around and point in your direction and towards the drones that are hovering above you. And when they turn, you can see that they just have uh, like nets strung between the connection points. And each one of them has just a, a number of small electrified nets on it. Uh, and one of them uh, sort of flaps as it fires and a net flies through the air hits one of the drones that's um like between your heads and the larger taller blanket of drones and just wraps it up in this net and you can hear the little buzz of electricity and it falls and it clatters to the ground and just falls into some plants uh, behind you just you know off in the distance
0: lux sees the electricity spark and he doesn't realize that they had that and he comes to lash uh lash can you use this on these guys
4: Let me do some uh, reading about that. That's a great idea, Alex.
1: Next person act is Viv.
3: Viv is standing there with these axes, hoping that they cross this threshold, but (laughs) it doesn't seem that they're going to move. So uh, she holsters one of the axes and uh, casts a higher force power bolt at Hot Rod at a force of six. Whoa, okay. (laughs) she got four hits.
1: Taylor, how many hits did you get? Four. It happens again, he just takes it
3: just hot, getting hotter. Yeah,
1: you can see his, I don't know why I'm imagining this, I'm imagining Hot, hot Rod is bald uh, and you can yes. see his, his forehead just get
5: bright red again. Yeah, I mean, you probably already intuited this, but these, I mean, you can see, your characters can see them. These three guys are not exactly potatoes. Yeah, This is like the Uruk-hai of the NYPD mm. You know, I- incorporated. These these are not your average street cops. What
1: is what is Urukai?
5: Urukai are the special, cool, strong orcs in Lord, Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> got it right. Okay, <laughs>
1: the they're the really
5: red the, with goblin men. It's, it's
3: the SIL Team Six of the. Orcs. That's very funny. Really okay. showing yeah. your ass there, Mike. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I think I tweeted Put your this, ass away, Mike. I think I tweeted this recently,
1: which is like, uh, I what did I say? Like, I know how I present, but the truth is, I barely know the difference between Frodo and Bilbo. <laughs>
5: Yeah. yeah, so I just want to say to y'all, I, I mentioned the Urukai twice in our last story meeting. Mm-hmm. He acted like he knew what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can walk in sunlight. Very easily. true. <laughs> um, All
2: right.
3: Viv is clenching her fist, very frustrated that this is not working on this guy.
1: TK. He's,
2: he just got shot. He steps back a bit, curls his hand into a fist, and you can see Phillips look down at it, and then it catches on fire. And then he just steps forward. He just walks forward very calmly and just nails him in the head. Just right right at the bridge of
5: the nose, five hits. When he sees your fist glow with an elemental arcane fire, uh, that, he did not expect that, that surprises him. His guard drops down for one second, there's almost no reaction, and his head turns at a 45 degree angle very quickly, which makes his brain sort of slosh around inside his skull, and produces a state we call sleepy time. (laughs) Sleepy time. And yeah, and TK just keeps walking forward. He's going to find the next person and hurt them. The next per- person closest to you is the, uh, big, the, the big leader who's being uh, harried by the drone. Yeah. And on the other side of him, you can see Lux take a gunshot to the chest. Yeah. Uh, and he's trying to stab a policeman you know with what? a pencil. <laughs> You're right. I think, I think TK is going to switch his focus to Lux,
2: unholster his pistol, and just calmly walk forward. Lux is kind of feeling
0: dizzy. Um, he's just taken forty percent of his health off. He's really his first third thought is how pissed he is at the manufacturer of this armor. He was not supposed to feel this at all. The, the, he had many guarantees um, that even at point blank right range he'd be fine. Uh,
1: he, what a what a Lux reaction!
0: Yeah. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just like this is gonna, not the standard. I I'm going to call the manager. <laughs> um, he also realizes that in his left hand he's holding a pencil that he hoped to disable this person's weapon with, and in his right hand he's still holding a machine that says that that pistol is mine. He throws the pencil on the ground. He he doesn't throw the pencil. In the ground. He puts the <laughs> pencil in his pocket carefully, just because he he, he does. He's about to throw it on the ground. He realizes, don't do that. He puts it in his pocket. He takes the gun that attracts metal and he turns it on, pointing at the gun of the guy who just fired at
5: it. Roll agility. It's a lux ass move. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love it. One hit.
3: One
1: hit. <laughs> <Try> guys, <don't laughs> do you, oh, <laughs> you hear you hear the sound of the pistol leaving someone's hand, and then the clank, clink, of it hitting the front of the magnet gun. It had a sling around it. And, like, the sling just, like, kind of slowly passes along his hand, and you see he just looks in disbelief.
0: Yes. He sees this look of disappointment. Lux is, of course, disappointed at the promises made about his armor, but it it must appear to him, like, this is just a disappointed dad at, like, why did you try to shoot me, you (laughs) idiot? Your gun, I take this now. This is mine now. You don't get to play with this anymore. Um, And Lux points the gun back at this
1: person. Phillips is unconscious, so the next to act is Flathead, who just had his gun
5: stolen. Now that Lux is holding the gun and directing it at Flathead, Flathead is going to approach Lux very quickly. You would not believe... Okay, okay, flashback. Six years ago, Flathead (laughs) going into a Krav Maga gym.
3: Oh, snap. Uh,
5: Yes, I want the platinum package. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Slam cut to now. Uh, Flathead approaches Lux, both hands. He grabs the gun and is going to try and disarm Lux and take the gun back.
3: Is this our episode 12 grapple? Like a grapple for strength? A grapple is, agility? Grap- yeah,
1: grapple. Yeah, strength. Is this reaction grapple plus strength. intuition? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to dodge him, uh, then yeah, you can roll reaction plus intuition to just try to get out of the way.
5: I only got one hit. Again. I got five hits. Oh.
1: So, I mean, if you do want to grapple, uh, like you have,
5: you don't have the gun, but you do like have a combination of Lux and the gun. Well, when I say, gra- I, like there's not like a thing in the book that's like, you know, to do a Krav Maga disarm and aim skill, you know, that doesn't oh, exist. I see what you're saying. So he is trying to take the gun in both hands, you turn it, you twist it, and then you have the gun. Flathead is successful. Okay.
1: <laughs> your, your critical error was turning the magnet gun off. Sure, yeah.
5: However, I think that's his entire turn. Absolutely. Can't do anything else. But
1: but Lux can also see
2: TK advancing on this man with his hand on fire and a gun in his hand. Yeah, that's comforting.
5: (laughs) Hot Rod. Drone. Drone. He Hmm. cannot do anything until this drone stops bonking him in the nose. This sucks.
4: This is why you hack a drone, okay? Everyone's like, Shannon, uh, don't hack a drone, don't hack a drone. But this this is is why you hack hack a drone.
5: drone. Two hits to snatch the drone out of the air.
1: He is successful.
5: Yes. He snatches the drone out of the air and throws it at you, TK.
1: Okay, so do I dodge it? Either he's going to have to roll extremely well, or you're going to have to glitch in order for it to hit. Five hits plus one exploding. It clatters into a bush. Yeah, the drone
5: buzzes right past your head.
1: As you guys are trying to best these... these people who are trying to destroy the farm up here, you know, you're smelling this sort of weird chemical acid, gasoline, something or other that they've poured, started to pour into the crops up here. You notice like more and more uh, the the press drones are starting to kind of like descend as they realize that like this is action and like people are gonna, you know, this is gonna be uh, exciting stuff. Somewhere Vern gets a phone call
4: Okay, so how many more drones are there? There's just lots more drones.
1: That are obviously watching the action that's unfolding. A dozen?
4: How many did I get with my drone attack? One. I got one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This drone defense stinks. <laughs> okay, so then I'm going to use the drone defense. I'm going to try to use the drone defense on our big guy who just disarmed the drone.
1: You, When you set the controls and you try to zero in on him, a little dialogue pops up that says... This target appears to not be mechanical. Proceed? Question mark.
4: (laughs) And Lash presses yes.
1: Confirm? Question mark. Uh Yes. Security override? Question mark. Confirm?
4: (laughs) Yes.
1: Uh, And uh, outside, you hear the same whir uh, of the electronics and a thwap. Roll reaction plus intuition. One. You are not successful.
3: Mm.
1: Hot Rod gets hit in the back with an electrified net uh, <laughs> that ra- that wraps around him with enough force that he falls to the ground. Roll body plus armor and reduce reduce six. Five hits. You you take one stun damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this he's, guy is tough. Yeah, I he, like this guy. And he's he's like electrocuted. Uh, like it hurts. Yeah, he takes yeah. one stun damage. But he's
4: also kind of wrapped up well, too. That
1: literally, literally like stuck in a net, uh, incapacitated. i yeah.
4: <laughs> just really annoying this guy. Not hurting him. Just really annoying. And him.
1: that is enough. That's yeah. what we needed. Viv. Hot Rod, the man that you have been casting spells upon, but who has just like absorbed all of them, has just been knocked over by a, an electrified net from a drone defense system. Uh, you watched TK punch a man unconscious on the other end of the farm, and the one person remaining is the guy that Lux tried to stick a pencil into his gun <laughs> and then stole the gun, but he probably stole the gun back. A real Three Stooges mm-hmm, moment over there. Mm
3: hmm. So Viv is gonna run around her own cape because she thought that she could draw the fight toward her. But she's gonna go to the fight and uh, try to come up behind Flathead. Is that right, Flathead? That
1: is the person who is currently focused on Lux and who TK is currently focused on.
3: Yeah, she's gonna run up behind. She's she's running really quickly and is gonna use the hilt of her. She's gonna use the hilt of her combat axe to knock the back of his head.
1: He's going to die. Taylor, it's you can decide how focused he is on Lux and whether or not he rolls reaction plus intuition
5: to dodge. He is in the process of firing on Lux, so yeah. his attention is 100% on Lux. Okay.
3: So I have a Force 5 axe, and it it's a, has an attack bonus to melee attack pool. So I add that number and roll that. Uh-huh.
5: Just like having a, a higher axe skill.
3: Oh, wonderful. <laughs>
2: like I said, this guy is going to die.
3: <laughs> she fucking glitch. Oh, no. oh no! Wait. Uh, oh wait. Is it? Wait. One, two, three, four, I'm five. All as fuck. Come on. Wait. One, two, three, four, five out of thirteen. So that's not half. No. But she got zero successes. Wow. Okay. That's not half. Sorry.
1: I mean, I can Nothing bad can happen to you uh, because you didn't glitch. So, like, I guess I can't blow you up for stepping on your own tape or something. Just, yeah, you ju- you run up behind this guy and you just whiff it. You just fully whiff. Maybe you're just not used to this weapon yet. First time, right? It's brand new. Okay, gives it a it's different weight. a little rate. heavier.
3: Yeah, it's a little heavier than she thought.
1: Uh, and I think Flathead feel he, like, feels the...
5: Oh, 100%. He hears it hit the, yeah. the mulch by his feet.
1: Yeah. Next person is TK. I think a more charitable character would let this
2: man know what's coming, but I don't think tk's feeling particularly charitable because okay, so like we he just got shot lux got shot clearly in pain you know it's like and also he hasn't turned off to, he, he hasn't turned off his adept spell so i think he's—I mean he could also shoot him point blank but i think
1: it'll, it's probably more effective
2: yes so he's gonna punch him in the head seven
1: two so you take six physical damage you, you hit head. him hard you hit him hard back of the head lux put an end to this you do have an actual pistol lux is no, I mean the, the problem
0: is that the roll the I'd rolls. like to do the fun I'd like to do the fun stuff, but the rolls on these things are so bad that the roll on his pepper spray is just so much better. He's gonna pepper see spray. Saying, yeah. he's gonna pepper spraying him in the face because he can't get shot by this guy again, unfortunately. Three hits.
5: Four hits.
1: I miss. Okay. Lux missus. Uh, the side of your face is hot from capsaicin and, like, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. vinegar and acid, but none of it actually gets into your nose or eyes.
3: We're all just in such close proximity not hitting the this,
1: I mean, you know, we. this is sort of like, we, we asked for the the elevator hallway fight scene from Old Boy. Yeah. And we kind of got, like, kind of that, but also the opposite of that. Yes. yes.
0: We're all the NPCs
1: just, like, doing the inept kind of swings that yeah. don't really... Yeah.
3: No, yep. it's the golden eye just chopping the air. Mm. Is what's happening.
1: <laughs> Phillips is out. Flathead Lux has just tried to pepper spray you.
5: Um, I'm gonna fire into Lux.
1: Three. You hear at this moment the creak of a door open, and the th- the thwap of a string breaking, and then you hear and then you hear a group of people go. I've got them. And the screams um, just uh, fade, except for one uh, that you hear get closer and closer. (laughs) And there is someone now just running around near the entrance of the rooftop farm, um, running around as if they're on fire, but they're not uh, because they triggered the area agony spell that Viv put up uh, at the entrance of the rooftop door. You almost gotta feel bad for him, Nick. You made a hand motion like luck. Again, very rolls
0: one. I, I, I've, I've rolled right. so many ones today. It's 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 really insane. That's one, two one net hit. hits.
5: Was that? Do we do the same thing last time? Body. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yep. Okay. Well, well, I got I got ten hits this time.
1: So you right. do wow. not take any damage again.
5: Th- 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 across like, like in an X pattern across your torso, it hurts. Yeah. but barely i mean this time the bullets are really truly stopped by that armor my friend what's our burrito stromboli calzone friend hot rod up to right now he's trying to break out of the fucking net
1: uh he can roll strength or if he has a knife on him uh, he can try to cut he it up d- oh,
5: does he have a knife on him
1: Two hits. He does not break through, but he cuts. <laughs> he cuts through some of the things. This okay. is the slowest moving combat I think we've yeah. ever done.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, no, oh, it
4: was man. slower
2: that one time in the auditorium when we were just. I was just punching and they. They. We were just knocking each other down yeah, again, right. and, oh, again yeah. Yeah. and again. Lash
1: in the basement.
4: So Lash is taking a look at everything that's happening. Does she have any idea of like what they were doing during the time, like what they were up there doing?
1: Uh, unless anybody has radioed to you to mm. say like what they think it is, I don't. I don't think you know.
4: Okay, no one is. So if radioed. you if you
1: if you think at this point you would have had a conversation about what what they were up to, then you could know as much as the rest of the crew. But right. if if you haven't, then no, you have no idea.
4: I feel like they haven't because everyone's been really um, distracted. What other uh, right? Because I have kind of control over all of the you know, appliances and whatever that are on all the grounds. What what kind of appliances and stuff are on the uh, roof?
1: Oh, you got all kinds of stuff. Uh, so you have uh, th- all of the controls for the chicken coop. Okay. So that's like feeding the chickens, opening the doors. <laughs> that's um, the the yeah. what
4: I was thinking about. You got,
1: you got the entire irrigation system. So there is uh, yeah. waterworks all across the farm. Uh, and there's all kinds of hoses and pipes and sprinklers Uh, and stuff like that you have control over a motorized uh, like shading system Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's a kind of like um structure that's that's all across the top of the roof where you can kind of just um, enclose the whole thing in a semi-translucent mm. kind of like plastic. Turn the whole thing into a greenhouse yeah. Uh, if you want. Uh, what else would there be up there? You Is can- there
4: any like um, like a lawnmower that leaves?
5: <laughs> <laughs> There's a button called nah, Crazy Lawnmower. They right? would do all that with magic and by hand.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like no crazy art- Artisanal
5: uh, little yeah. like steel scissors they made themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That makes
4: total sense. That's just kind of a thought I had. Um, Okay, great. So with where the big the big guys on the ground, right? He's he's
5: They're all pretty big, but yeah.
4: He can't quite get himself out of that net. Is there a sprinkler right under him yeah. or near him? Yeah, right
1: next right next to him there's uh, a big stand up sprinkler.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, she is going to direct all the pressure from all the water in all the building to that only that one sprinkler. <laughs> and just nail him with some water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that could cut a hole in you if, you get, if it gets high in a fresh Roll heart. software plus logic to appropriately use the system in order to do what you want. Yes.
4: Can I do edge? Yeah. Yeah. And so I re-roll, reroll everything
1: all that wasn't a hit. Yeah. yeah.
4: Oh, all of these. Okay. I have to get one more. Yep. You
1: can do oh. it. There yeah. you go. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dice are very You hear today. the shuddering sound of Plumbing. Uh, like straining underneath the like n- new and extreme pressure, yeah. as Lash redirects all of the water in the building to one sprinkler on the roof, and you hear the you hear it like crack, and you hear the water approaching and go up this tall this short little standpipe, and then there's a delicate little sprinkle of water that sprays out. And then the sprinkle gets a little bit more forceful and then more forceful. And now it's not really a sprinkle. It's more of like like horizontal rain just coming out of the sprinkler head mm-hmm. of this thing. And then it just pops and the head of it pops off and it's a geyser. It is water spraying out of this tiny diameter uh, hole, this pipe into the air, maybe 10 feet and then raining down. And it is raining down on the uh, the electrical net that uh, <laughs> oh. that hot rod is trapped in. I don't know. How do you want to handle this? You tell me.
4: <laughs> I do want to say that on a separate scene, as I do this, there is there is a human girl in the dormitory who just took a giant poop and she's trying to flush <laughs> that thing down, she she but it. there's no water <laughs> and she is embarrassed. Oh.
1: So I was gonna roll for the net to just kind of like see what kind of state it's in and it critically glitched mm. so the net it's it's now flooding there is now water all across the surface of the rooftop ah. farm you are standing in puddles maybe like you know it's starting to lap oh, over man. the toes of your shoes the whole- like you can hear it starting to pour down the stairs, uh, in the open door that you came up here in. And, you know, it just, it soaks one of the little control chips, one of the little control boxes on the edge of the, uh, electrified net that hot rod is in. And it is, and it gets, so it critic, it critically glitched. And so, uh, It not only shocks Hot Rod again, it shocks him to a degree that it is normally governed well under. So now it's just the full power of like whatever the battery pack is. (laughs) And he, I think, is just, he's
5: unconscious. He can no longer try and get out of it. Hot Roddy is
1: out of initiative. I think the only person left is Flathead currently trying to off Lux. Very much so. So Viv, the only person still in initiative is holding a gun and pointing it at Lux.
3: He is going to take Uh, one more swing with this axe upward into Flathead's
4: back. Make contact. Make contact. Do not
3: glitch. Nine successes. Yes!
4: Yes!
3: Yes! Finally,
5: the spell is broken. You Uh, see... Six hits. Well, I guess he doesn't see it at all. He can't dodge what he can't see. That's your call. It's behind him. Yeah. So is is he going to take the full... He's wearing a lot of armor, he's got a big body, and he's still gonna resist some damage, but yeah, you get him.
3: Yeah, you can see like a blue arc of magical motion, <laughs> because this is an enhanced weapon.
5: Eight physical damage. He takes none of it. <gasps> uh, he re- the, the, it, it he's wearing very thick ceramic woven armor, and it does not, does fantastic. not get through.
3: Dave's not having a good day. TK.
2: TK is just, he's, he, he sees that there are wounded. He, Figures it's probably time to heal them. Everyone and, is exhausted. And end yeah. this. <laughs> Three successes. Oh boy. Let me hold on. Three. Wait, hold on, hold oh. on. I have one exploding six. Please hit Four. it. Four! So that's, uh. Oh my god. Two. two? Two. And that is his remaining physical damage. Nice. Oh! You yeah. You knock him. T- out. Yeah, TK walks up behind him, puts both fists above his head, and just slams down with two of them. And then walks over Lux and, uh, Throws him a healing ampule. So yeah, he and he, I think he, he walks if he's not if Hot Rod is still fine. He goes back to the other guy and gives him some medical attention so he doesn't die.
4: I do. If we are going to be out of initiative, I just want War. I want it to be known that I do turn the water off.
1: <laughs> the geyser slowly descends and then sputters out and then goes back up really tall for a second and then goes out again.
4: Thank you.
0: Hey Lash, uh, can you take a note that all the pr- plants have been? Dumped with some sort of toxic chemical or something. Well, um,
4: they're all re- they're all really wet right now. I'm looking at the. <laughs> I really created a flood up there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think that helped, but just let them know.
4: Okay, I will.
3: Viv uh, holsters her useless axe and uh, walks over to the unconscious hot rod. And can she still mind probe an unconscious person?
1: I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No,
3: no. Um, can she sense the stuff? If is, is it magical?
1: It's definitely not magical oh, um, um
0: Lux uses the amp- the healing ampule. how does that work?
1: roll two d six you got a six and a four. yeah, take the highest one and take and get that much health back.
3: oh
0: wow okay i'm all, I'm all healed.
3: Viv is rummaging through her pockets and finds the detox pencil
1: There is a detox ampule oh, yes
3: ampule so is it like a glass vial a little glass vial yeah. Oh, can
4: she use that to like
3: help the plants? I help the plants huh.
4: We care about nothing else. We care about the plants on this rooftop.
1: Technically, what they have poured into the farm is a poison. And if you were to smack, right, it's contact. So if you were to smash the ampule on the water, if the water is at one continuous item, you in theory would detox all of the water that is continuous. Nice. Um, Uh. like. You would like the way that I have this written, because this is not we got to get one of these
5: to the ocean. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Say, Just this like is- that. We solve the water crisis. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is this is well outside of like standard Shadowrun rules. Yeah. Like how <gasps> I have a. Ma- yeah, I know. Um, so like. Basically- Excuse
5: me. President Biden? I'm leaving.
1: <laughs> what I would what I would say is like you're gonna if you were to break it, you would roll a D6, and then that would be its force. And then if it is if the force is higher than the damage value of the poison that they've poured, then like, yeah, either way you're gonna reduce it some amount. Yeah, sure. Uh this is yeah,
3: sure, why not? Um, Viv is going to calm link lash and say they've tried to poison the crops up here but i'm going to try something but they shouldn't eat anything for the foreseeable future
4: okay i it's will force, remember to tell them it's a force of 3
1: i mean you don't know this it's impossible for you to know but you've effectively reduced the you have reduced the effectiveness of the stuff that they've poured on the on the plants by half
5: Yay. Nice. And with the further dilution by the great flood, <laughs> might, be might be okay be, up here. Could be fine. might still be and edible. I,
4: I do want to say that that girl who has been panicking in the bathroom because she took a huge ass dump can it's finally... spray it in her fucking face. <laughs> she can finally flush that toilet. All right.
1: Oh, God, great. I'm so happy for her. You all are now out of this battle. You're all frustrated. You are tired. Like you just, you could not make anything work. And you now have a moment where you're just like, okay, what's next? Lash. You take a minute. You sort of like center yourself. Think, okay, that's taken care of. What's the next thing? And you start flipping through all the cameras. You're looking through all the modules. You're seeing what's going on. You see the orc and the elf in the armory. Holding weapons, You flip a camera around, and you see a bright bead of light moving very slowly, but very obviously, through the blast door of the archive. You flip through more cameras, and you get to the outside, and you see two people in that hallway. You look past them, and you see the door that leads to the stairwell is locked. The keypad is lighted, but they're there. They're in front of the blast door for the armory, and they have... Something that looks like, you, you, like, you've seen this before, like you've seen TK use this like tiny blowtorch thing. They have something like this, yeah. but it's huge. It's like something that someone wears as a backpack mm-hmm. and they've brought it in and they're very slowly trying to break through parts of the blast door. And then as you're looking, you're watching this, you're kind of like honed in on it. The modules start changing without you moving them. It goes to the module that's used to control the doors, and it just pops open. And you start to see doors being selected to be opened.
4: I did not share my screen with anyone. I did not share my screen with anyone. Who's in here? Uh, guys? Uh, we're not alone here.
2: Uh, uh sorry, what? Uh, yeah, you're with us. No,
4: no. Someone's in the security system.
1: And then, if you look over the edge of the building from the roof, down to the entrance of the chaz, you will see the front gate begin to open again. Um. are now leaving Fun City thanks for listening we are going to be taking a short break for the end of the year and we'll be back with main ARC episodes in the first half of January 2022 and maybe a couple pieces of bonus content for patrons in the meantime thanks again to everyone for all of your support during the last year for both Float and Fun City it it truly made what was otherwise an incredibly difficult span of time more fun more bearable more everything positive Uh, it really is it's our honor and our pleasure to be able to make this show for you Uh, to get to talk to you about and around it, to have conversations with you about it and all of the things that it brings to mind. I cannot wait for you to hear what we have in store uh, for the next year for Lash, Lux, Odina, TK, Viv, Vern, Yuri. If you're lucky, maybe even a little bit of Gabe. So just, uh, yeah, by way of end of the year, thanks. Thank you I cannot say it enough Thank you And if you do want to support the show Get access to bonus one-off episodes Our bi-weekly post-episode chat show Fun Chatty And our Discord and more Head on over to patreon.com Forward slash funcityventures And of course Thank you to all of our current patrons For help keeping this ship afloat
2: Hi, I'm Bijan Steven, and you can find me online at Bijan Stephen, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes.
3: I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Vivian Lakewood, and you can find me online at Randwitches.
2: Hey, this is Nick
0: Gercio, I play Luxythe, and you can find me online at ngercio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O, on Instagram, and at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter.
4: I'm Shannon O'Dell, I play Lash Goodbog, and you can find me on social media at showdell, at S-H-O-D-E-L-L.
5: I am Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad guys, I think. Is that how it works? It's not clear. You can follow me online at taylor.biz. And my name is
1: Mike Rugnetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram. And now, TikTok. How exciting is that? at Fun City Ventures. This episode of Fun City was recorded in Taylor's kitchen in beautiful Bushwick, Brooklyn. It was produced by Taylor, edited by Sam Grant, and sound designed by me, Mike Rugnetta. Pixel Riffs is the jewel in the awakened axe handle. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, and Kit Pulliam. And the voice of Artemis is
4: Molly Templeton.